I know so many people who just can't wait for the debates between Joe Biden and President Trump to finally happen. I can't wait either. Joe Biden and President Trump debating. This is going to be so great. It'll be must-watch TV. There'll be so many parties that night. Supporters of the president will be cooking burgers and ribs on the grill or ordering takeout pizza and chicken and drinking lots of beer. Biden supporters will be drinking white wine and eating kale and meatless tacos. Of course, pretty much all of the people asking the questions at the debate will be Biden supporters, but that's no surprise. Because of that, I think everyone expects the questions for Joe Biden to be pretty easy and the ones for President Trump to be, well, a little bit harder. Mr. Biden, this is Jake Tapper from CNN. We all know that you would have done a much better job fighting the coronavirus if you had been president. In fact, if you had been in charge, probably no one would have died from the virus. Instead of the 140,000 deaths and counting so far under President Trump. So I'd like your opinion on why President Trump has done such a terrible job with the coronavirus. Then I want to ask you, President Trump, why you did such a terrible job with the coronavirus. And should you be tried for murder because you didn't do anything to protect us? Then, Mr. Biden, I'd like your opinion on the death penalty. I know you don't generally support it, but are there cases where you could support it? Like now? It'll be worth watching just to hear the questions. The left-wing media must be spending a lot of time trying to write the perfect question, the one that will guarantee the president will be indicted and impeached for something, anything, or the one that will put Joe Biden over the top. That might be tougher for the media because finding a question that Joe Biden can answer, one that'll make him look lucid and engaged, and he's neither, it won't be easy. But the networks have their best minds working on that problem. So good luck with that. None of them will want to be the one to ask Joe Biden a question because any question they ask just might be the one that buries any chance he has of getting elected. Right now, he's the front runner, and everyone on the left is giddy when they say, and they say it as often as possible, if the election were held today, Joe Biden would be the clear winner in what could be a landslide, a tsunami, a clean sweep, an election massacre, a monumental defeat for Donald Trump and the Republicans. Not a single Republican running for office in America would win if the election were held today. Not even that guy running for dog catcher in Keokuk, Iowa. You do not want to be that person asking that question. The question that Biden answers in five incredibly long and rambling minutes. The one that you only wanted a yes or no answer to. That question. That's all you wanted. A yes or no answer. Nice and safe. No problems. A softball. He could have said yes or no, and that would have been it. He would have won the election, and we would have been rid of Trump once and for all. But no. Biden had to take five minutes, five freaking minutes. And when he was finished, millions of people sitting in front of their TVs at home said in unison, I just can't do it. I hate President Trump, but I just can't do it. I can't vote for that senile old fool, Joe Biden.
If you are the person who asks that question, the one that gives President Trump four more years in the White House, four more years to torment the fake news media and the radical left and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, you'll never live it down. You will never work again in the media, that's for sure. Your picture will hang on the left-wing wall of shame at CNN. But look at the bright side. You should be able to get a massive book deal and be interviewed by Oprah. I think a lot of members of the media are sweating bullets right now. They're hoping that they're not the one to ask that question. They'll cringe every time they ask him a question because no matter how simple it is, Joe Biden can find a way to answer it in a way that'll wreck his chances of winning the presidency. Conservatives don't have to worry about asking that question because they aren't going to be allowed to ask any questions. But maybe a never-Trump reporter will be on one of the debate panels. Who knows? If a never-Trumper asks the question that wins the election for Joe Biden, they'll never pay for a drink in Washington ever again. Everyone is now wondering if Joe Biden is actually going to debate President Trump. People say he's going to refuse. He's just going to sit in his damn basement watching reruns of Leave it to Beaver until the election is over. It's the only safe thing to do. Everyone on both sides of the aisle agrees that Biden should avoid the debates at any cost. The media is praying for that because they do not want to be the one who asks that question. They're trying to convince him not to debate. They're all saying that he has no reason to debate. He's way ahead in the polls, so why take any chances? That's a good argument, a very good argument, but it could backfire. People could be mad that he didn't debate and he could lose because of that. The fake news people asking the questions could help by giving him the questions in advance so that he could have someone write down all of the answers on a teleprompter. His mind isn't that far gone that he couldn't read the answers, right? Right? But it would be a lot safer if he just didn't do any debates. His people can come up with some excuse, something people will believe, like, I don't know, the Russians have rigged the debates in favor of Trump, so I'm not going to give in to Vladimir Putin? I just won't do it? Or could he just be honest and say, come on, man, I'm so far ahead in the polls, why should I take any chances? It would be the smart thing to do. You can't deny that. But then we'd be left with no debates, no fun. What a disaster. So we need to come up with some other people who could debate for the candidates. Stand-ins. It could be like baseball where the pitcher is replaced by a reliever. We need a couple of relievers for the president and Joe Biden. I have a suggestion that might be interesting. There are two people I know who could do it, and both have something unusual in common. They both use three names. That makes them pretty special because most people only use two of their names. Having three names is a good start, but they also have to be interesting and be able to talk. So it comes down to only two people, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the really, really smart congresswoman from New York, and Victor Davis Hanson, the old white guy, who some people think is pretty smart too. He's also maybe one of only a handful of people who might, just might, be able to keep up intellectually with AOC 
and her self-proclaimed brilliance. Think about it. AOC, the 30-year-old former bartender, a graduate of Boston University with a degree in international relations and economics, the darling of the Democratic Party and the media, a rising star who will surely run for president as soon as she's old enough, the leader of the squad of four far-left radical congresswomen who now run the Democratic Party, and Joe Biden too, by the way, a woman who is by all accounts an expert on just about everything, and she'll be debating Victor Davis Hanson. This could be a very good debate. After all, a degree from Boston University in economics is pretty impressive. AOC was so smart at economics that she adopted socialism as her economic system of choice. Her professors at BU must be so proud, and they should be. How do you spend four years in college and arrive at the conclusion that socialism, a system that has never worked anywhere, will work in America, but only if it's led by a former bartender? I guess you pick up special skills tending bar that truly prepare you for running a socialist country. She would probably say it's a gift from God, but more likely a gift from Joseph Stalin, maybe, that she was given this gift because she's just so special. But that's only her being modest. Victor Davis Hanson, on the other hand, is just another former college professor who has had a fairly successful life so far, and debating AOC might be just the thing to put him on the map and raise his profile considerably. Looking at his resume, he's done a few decent things over the years, nothing that compares to the accomplishments of AOC, but still fairly impressive. He graduated from Cowell College, which is part of the University of California system. He got a degree in classics, and he achieved highest honors. Who gets a degree in the classics? And after college, why didn't he become a bartender? Because he couldn't figure out how to mix a decent daiquiri, that's why. Then he went to Stanford and got his Ph.D. in classics. You get a degree in classics when you study a lot of things like literature and history and philosophy and languages and the archaeology of the ancient Greeks and Romans. I guess he just couldn't cut it in economics. He's also a military scholar and a historian, and he's picked up a lot of awards over the years. But I don't think one member of the squad would think that he's very smart. In fact, I'm not sure if any of them even knows who he is. He's taught at various colleges and was awarded the National Humanities Medal, and he's written a lot of books, including one that might qualify him as an extremely corrupt person who's most likely a racist, too. The book is named The Case for Trump. Now, if you've ever heard AOC speak, you can see why she loves Joe Biden. She talks a lot like Joe. She rambles on and on and hardly ever makes a point that makes any sense. And she tells stories about people that make even less sense. This seems to be a trend for Democrats. Victor Davis Hanson, on the other hand, demonstrates a remarkable ability to think logically and makes more good points in a single paragraph than AOC has made in her entire life. And the same goes for Joe Biden, too, and the entire squad, for that matter. You'd think he'd be admired for that, but the radical left hates logic even more than they hate Donald Trump 
and the Constitution, if that's possible. I think it would be great if these two would debate. I'm just going to assume that they will, because I'm writing this and I can do whatever I want. I've also decided that this is going to be a little like wrestling. It'll be held in an arena. Let's say it'll be Madison Square Garden in New York City. And it will be a steel cage match. You know, when they lock the wrestlers in a steel cage so they're forced to fight each other. A steel cage match between AOC and Victor Davis Hanson. It couldn't get any better than this. I'm here at ringside tonight with Britt Hume to cover one of the most exciting debates in history. A steel cage match between Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Victor Davis Hanson. I can't wait, Britt. This is going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be very exciting. The left-wing media is excited, too. And they've already said that AOC and her secret tag team partner can't possibly lose. They think that youth and enthusiasm is going to win out over intelligence and experience. We'll see about that. Rachel Maddow says Hansen and his partner shouldn't even bother to show up. And Joy Reid says it won't even be close. And so do Mika and Joe. They're already celebrating. But that might just be premature as this match is ready to go. They're starting out slowly now as AOC calls Victor Davis Hansen a racist and says socialism has never been managed correctly. But she and the squad know the secret to make it work. Victor Davis Hansen is reminding her that history teaches us that socialist leaders always resort to violence and terror in the end because people living under socialism hate it. They wind up killing millions of the people they promised to help because socialism is terrible. Now, that makes AOC very mad, and AOC is screaming. She's screaming racist, racist, racist over and over. But Victor Davis Hanson just keeps giving examples of how capitalism has made more people successful than any other economic system in history. Socialism enslaves them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think this is Joy Behar jumping into the ring. She's trying to help AOC. Yes, it is Joy Behar. She's calling Victor Davis Hanson a racist too. And now she's picked up a metal chair and she's hitting him over the head with it. For those of you who don't know wrestling, someone is always getting hit with a metal chair at big time wrestling events. Always. I can't believe it. Now here's Ben Shapiro and he's climbing into the ring to help Victor Davis Hanson. Britt, can you remember a debate as exciting as this one? I didn't think so. And now, the referee, Jim Acosta, seems to have lost all control of this match, as all four of them are in the ring at one time. They're breaking all the rules of wrestling, Brit. But this always happens too, right? Hansen and Ben Shapiro are pounding AOC and Behar with logic and common sense and real history. AOC and Behar are holding their hands over their ears now, and they're screaming. Nothing hurts socialists more than these three things. Their arguments can't hold up to logic and common sense and true history. That's why they always end up having to use force. And now, and now they're on their knees as they're being pummeled by common sense. 
Acosta is trying to get them back on their feet. But now he's covering his ears as he hears Hanson and Shapiro shouting history lessons now about all of the failures of socialism and how it's failed every time it's been tried and how it's been responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Down goes Acosta! Down goes Acosta! Down goes Acosta! I can't believe this, Brit. I can't believe it. Many of the fans are cheering now, Brit. There must be a lot of history majors out there tonight. And now, Hanson and Shapiro are high-fiving each other. And so are a lot of people in the stands. It looks like a total victory for freedom and capitalism and the Constitution and a complete rout for socialism and stupidity. What a night. What a night, Brit. Okay, we know that this will never happen in real life. But if you could put a pay-per-view together featuring these people, you'd make millions. This debate is fiction, of course, and AOC and Joy Behar and Victor Davis Hanson and Ben Shapiro and Jim Acosta and Jake Tapper never said or did anything you just heard. But if we can't have President Trump debate Joe Biden, then this is the debate I want to see. AOC and Joy Behar against Victor Davis Hanson and Ben Shapiro, with Jim Acosta as the referee. It'll never happen, of course, and I hate to say it, but it's very possible that we won't see any presidential debates this year, because the Democrats know Joe Biden can't debate and still hope to win the election. I give Joe Biden credit, though. He says he wants the debate. I hear that he keeps telling his advisors that he can beat Trump in a debate. He can beat anyone. He said recently, who do you think helped Abe Lincoln when he debated Michael Douglas? That was me. He couldn't have won without my help. And the Lincoln-Douglas debates are famous, man. Thanks to me, Abe beat him so bad that he gave up politics and became an actor. I remember it like it was yesterday. Joe Biden isn't afraid to debate President Trump. No, he isn't. But that just shows how much his mind has really slipped. I was really looking forward to some debates this year, but it probably won't happen. It would have been so great to watch. Now it might be 2024 before we see the next presidential debate. Maybe Elizabeth fake Indian Warren against Mitt Romney? I can't imagine two people who would be as dull and witless as those two. That sure wouldn't be my dream debate. That would be a nightmare.